Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 8th, 2021. Interesting day for the news. Um, and I thought that I had activated the live chat, and apparently I didn't. I don't know what's going on. But... Um, I apologize for that. This I I did actually set the chat to work, but I am not seeing anybody in the chat trying to talk. So I don't know what's going on, folks. I really don't. Let me look at one thing here. No, I just don't see anything. Anyway, let's get down to business. We have a little business to talk about. Tomorrow's vid chat is the short format vid chat. That'll be at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time. I'll be in there for a half an hour pre-chat beforehand. This is the short format. It cuts off at 6, whether we're done or not. And this is also the vid chat where you post your questions or comments actually in the comment area, in the members area on the vid chat. Now, today we've got two stories, a small one. <laughs> And a big one, and the big one is, um, <laughs> oh boy, I tell you, Mr. Globaloney is really busy. Anyway, the short story, the short one is, uh, I don't know if you have been made aware of it by your national media, wherever you are, we certainly were not here, but there was another tanker, a big uh tanker that didn't get stuck in the Suez Canal, but for some reason it just lost its engines. A uh, short story is over at Zero Hedge. Let me read part of it. A little more than a week has passed ever since the Ever Given was successfully freed from a particularly narrow passage in Egypt's Suez Canal, yet the canal is already struggling with another potential blockage Tuesday. The shipping firm Sharaf Group reported that traffic in the Suez has been halted after another tanker was stricken with engine trouble. Data from the tankertrackers.com showed the blockage in the northbound lane, along with a handful of tugboats dispatched to aid the ship. Bloomberg identified the Italian tanker Rumford as the culprit and quoted Sharaf Shipping Agency, saying in a note to clients, that the ship, quote, caused blocking for all vessels transiting the canal. The Suez Canal Authority took immediate action and tried to remove the vessel from channel, the channel using their tug, Shed Sharaf, which helps manage the traffic in the waterway. The tanker, quote, had a blackout <laughs> while she was transiting the Suez Canal within the northbound convoy the Suez Canal Authority said. The blockage started at 10.15 local time Tuesday, and apparently, according to the update, uh, that tanker is being pushed out by tugs, and um, the traffic blockage is apparently free. But two times in less than two weeks. Wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> Not. <laughs> anyway... All right, now the main story today is this is one that I think we're going to have to watch. Uh, this story is uh, appearing at the United Kingdom's Daily Mail, 
And um, the title of the story, Biden's Secretary, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen calls for global minimum corporate tax in a push to fund a $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan and deter companies setting up in tax shelters. Okay? Now, just on that headline alone, folks, stop and consider. I've got to light my I've got to light my cigarette here. Stop and consider what countries run a lot of tax havens and are they going to uh, be terribly pleased about this? Answer, no. And by the way, one of the countries running some of those tax havens is a rather powerful country. <laughs> okay. So anyway, here we go. Um, I'm going to read the first four paragraphs, skip a paragraph, then the next two. And uh, then close out with some comments because uh, this is a story to watch. All right, here we go. Quote, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has called for countries around the world to adopt a global minimum corporate tax as part of the Biden administration's push to hike rates and fund the $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill. Yellen told the Chicago Council on Global Affairs that she wants to end the 30-year race to the bottom where nations have slashed levies to attract overseas business. She said President Joe Biden's administration would work with other advanced economies in the G20 <laughs> to set a minimum to prevent firms moving their profits offshore to, to avoid paying taxes. We are working with G20 nations to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate that can stop a race to the bottom, she said in a virtual speech to the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. In other words, all the millionaires were sitting at home, doubtless in their masks, listening to this nonsense. <laughs> and skipping a paragraph here. The U.S. is involved in talks with about 140 nations to develop a global agreement on minimum levies led by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, but participants haven't yet reached a deal. President Biden and co. proposed hiking the corporate tax rate in the U.S. to 28% from 21%, partially undoing the Trump administration's cut from 35% in its 2017 tax bill and to increase the international minimum tax rate that American companies pay on their foreign profits to 21%. According to the Tax Foundation, the Trump administration's reduction took the U.S. corporate tax rate from the highest among the 37 advanced economies in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development to the 13th highest. Many analysts have argued, however, that too few large U.S. multinationals paid the full tax. Together, we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives based on a more level playing field in the taxation of multinational corporations and spur innovation, growth, and prosperity, Yellen said. So there we go. They want to... Uh, negotiate with the G20 for 
a an agreed upon tax rate for any multinationals operating in those countries. Now, folks, here's why I'm concerned about this. Because first of all, you'll notice that what's happening is more and more centralization is occurring. And as a result of that, government becomes less and less responsive. So in other words, imagine your your favorite pet peeve with your local national government and then plug it into a global government. How, how much do you think your voice, or for that matter, millions of voices of voters in your country are going to be heard at that level? Answer, very little. So in other words, I think global government is a bad idea simply because of the sheer amount of centralization required to run it. Now, what's going to happen if they push through a global corporate tax rate like this? Well, obviously, some countries are going to be less than forthcoming about how they're enforcing it. Uh, in other words, transparency is a problem here. And if you're doing this and all the countries actually manage to be relatively transparent and, and enforce whatever tax rate... What you're going to see is other countries that are not part of the G20 will lower their tax rate and all of those corporations will, of course, move all of their manufacturing to those countries. It's the same old game. It's not going to stop it. So in other words, the end result of this, what I'm proposing is this is the first step to impose actual global taxes not just among the G20 nations, but to set up an infrastructure at a global level, probably involving the United Nations, which they've already put well into place. So in other words, I think what we're looking at here is just the first steps toward that end. And if they are successful in doing that, and then coupling that with their cries for going to digital currencies via each nation's central bank as yet another step to create a global uh, currency and economy, then you can kiss your freedoms goodbye because they're moving everything behind a one-way mirror, as, as Catherine Austin Fitz likes to point out. So I'm extremely uh, skeptical of this move. I don't think it's going to work in the short term because corporations will always find a way to slip out of whatever net the taxman is, is casting into tax havens. And there's a final thing here that I'm very concerned about. I've mentioned this before in terms of tax havens, and that's space. Because if you lock down the whole world and exclude space, they're going to move their liquidity into space-based assets. And that's the other thing that I think might be a hidden part of this agenda is literally to force companies to get out of the earth and put their liquidity and their assets somehow, so to speak, in the cloud. We'll see uh, where all of this is going, but I don't think you can look at this story apart from the other moves that they're making vis-a-vis -vis digital currency, vis-a-vis -vis space, and so on and so forth. I think this is all part of a uh, coordinated, well-orchestrated plan. Just look at how they've used the COVID plan scandemic to accomplish their financial and political objectives. It has little to do 
with Plan Scandemic, other than getting everybody to take their uh, witch's brews that they're calling vaccines. So a very important story. I want you to pay attention to this one because I suspect we're going to be hearing more about this sort of thing in years to come. It will be very interesting also to see if they manage to get all of the members of the G7 to go along with this. Now, I'm suspecting that um, you're going to see Russia, China, perhaps some of the European powers calling for a lower rate. But we'll see if Yellen is able to pull this off. But it's not my point being here, folks. This is a story that's not going to go away. We're going to keep hearing about these kinds of things with increasing frequency in coming years. And as each agreement uh, that they agree to shows some sort of problem, the call will go out for more centralization, more uh, authority being given to the United Nations or whatever structure that they want to erect to run their wonderful global government. Anyway, that's it for my news and views today. Don't forget that we have the uh, short format vid chat tomorrow. That will start at 3 o'clock U.S. Central Time. This is the one where you post your questions and comments actually in the comments area. Uh, make sure that you get them up there if you haven't yet. Uh, before I go to bed tonight, that's usually about midnight, so that I can get them printed out and, and uh, organized. And again, this is the short format vid chat. This will be the one that goes three hours, no more. So first come, first serve. And uh, that will start at 3 o'clock tomorrow and end promptly at 6. Anyway, that's it for news and views. Watch the globalists. They're going to try and sneak in all sorts of global taxes for nice things like infrastructure. Anyway, I'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.